0: Hey, everybody. Brendan Fitz back with you. Fitz Nation is once again a part of your day. Happy to have you for this episode, and we are off and running in 2022. Back-to-back episodes here. Hope you enjoyed Charles Jordan last week. Shane Burgos this week, the fighter out of New York, who's coming off of that big win over Billy Corintillo. It was on the main card at the pay-per-view of Madison Square Garden, and uh, those two Had a great fight and the unfortunate circumstance of following Justin Gaethje and Michael Chandler. The crowd was just spent after that. But I talked to Burgos about that a little bit at the end of the interview. Quick shout out before we get started to MixedMartialArts.com. Head over there for the latest MMA news all in one place. Uh, They reached out to me to kind of partner up, and you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. So they're helping me spread the word on this episode with Shane Burgos and this podcast, and uh, I appreciate that. And uh, take any listeners I have and send them over there, MixMartialArts.com. Great website to uh, growing one, covering the sport of MMA. So put it on your list if you haven't already, and thanks to Jason Burgos, to uh, reach out and make this partnership happen. But back to our guest this week, Shane Burgos. And as mentioned, got back in the win column in a big way last time out. This guy, win or lose, is in some incredible fights. If you remember earlier last year, he fought Edson Barbosa. That was a fight of the night, back and forth. He he got that third-round kind of strange knockout. Before that, he fought Josh Emmett in a slobber knocker at the Apex, And uh, man, he's delivered some great performances over the course of his career. Beating Billy Quarantella, that's a good win for him. He wants to stay in the top 15 and kind of climb back towards the top. But this is a fierce competitor in this UFC featherweight division. And it was great to get to know him and hear more about what he battled through just to become a fighter in the first place. Dealt with scoliosis as a teenager and ultimately thought he would never train again. Well, that's what the doctor told him. He had other plans. So we get into all that and more. Fitz Nation is back. Here's our guest this week, Shane Burgos. Looking good, Shane. How are you?
1: Um, not too bad. Not too bad.
0: Nice, man. Off a win in November.
1: Yes, sir. Yep. Uh, getting back in that win column. How does it feel? I mean, that that was the number one like objective going into that fight was win at all costs by any means necessary, get the win, because... I think it was almost exactly two years since my last win, which that bothered the, f- the shit out of me. It really, yeah. really bothered me that, that, year, that long that I hadn't won. And then coming off two losses back-to-back, that irked me.
0: Yeah, man. Um, and yet after you kind of said it pissed you off, you weren't, you weren't firing in the first round, you weren't kind of following the game plan. <laughs> Can you just – can you put into words what it's like to go out there on a big stage fight night has arrived, all this stuff you've been working in a full camp and you didn't, and you didn't fire on all cylinders early. That's not a problem unique to you, but like, can you explain how that happens? Why that happens? Like, can you put words
1: on that? I don't, I can only speak for myself and I know I can I can say I I know what the problem was there. I mean, not to make any, any excuse or anything like that, but I woke up on freaking Monday morning of fight week with a fever. I was like, you gotta be fucking shitting me. So that, leading in, I wear the Oura ring that yeah sponsored for them. So and that tells you yeah, you out into so it tracks your 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 body temperature. Um, then Tuesday I woke up in the same thing. It said I was sick. So I was like, you know, what? I'm not wearing the shit anymore. It's gonna get in my head. So yeah. basically, the entire fight week leading up to the fight, I was just not feeling good. It was I couldn't get up for for any of the stuff like the media way to do, I was just not I just wanted to get it over with uh, my workouts during the, during fight week. I was like, I just want to be done so I can just relax and, and just lay down. I don't want to do shit right now. Yeah. I'm exhausted and then cutting weight on top of that, man. It was just a, it's probably one of the more rough fight weeks that I've had leading up to a fight. And then even backstage, my coaches, I didn't tell any of them this, that, that I was, that I was sick. To fight. Nobody, nobody knew. My brother didn't know One of my, my teammates that was in the corner of me, he didn't know. Your nobody wife knew? knew? Uh, she knew on Monday morning. Yeah. Yeah. You probably She's shouldn't have right? <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell her next time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like even le- like warming up in the in the back, like I was just fucking flat. I was like, I can't. Even my coach was like, come on, wake up, wake up. I was like, I'm up, I'm up. I'm not, trying not to get them all worried and that. But yeah. I'm like, come on, good. And then in my in the back of my head was, I just need to get out there and get punched in the face right now. That's what I literally kept thinking. That. I was like, as soon as the ref says go, we start fighting, and I get hit for the first time. That's when I'm like, okay, now, now, I'm up. now we'll go. That, I was, just couldn't wait for that, literally that moment. How are you usually on fight week? I'm amped the fuck up. I'm jacked up. I'm excited just to even do the the little shit that they have us doing, like the interviews and stuff like that, the media, which they can, it can be a little bit annoying when you're, when you're cutting weight and it's not that fun, but usually excited to do that stuff. It keeps me busy. It keeps me, keeps my mind off of uh, cutting weight. But this one was like, I just want to all the day to be done. I want to make this weight and get this fight over with. Yeah, man. How is the baby? How's life with two kids? (laughs) Uh, That's good. (laughs) So she was born right before my um Edson. my Barbosa fight, yeah, yeah Barbosa fight, and then I came home and um she turned into a colic baby all of a sudden and she was oh just, no yeah so that was rough that was like two or three months of just her screaming and not knowing what to do
0: yeah then after
1: th- and then we got her on a schedule she was back to normal back to great and then re- same thing after this fight we put her to bed and she just screams till she falls asleep. And I'm like, what is going on? And it's like, she can sense the fights or something like that. I was yeah. like, she's getting up to the fight. As soon as the fight's done, she's like, all right, now I'm letting you guys have it. Now it's my but time. Now again, <laughs> now again, she's back on a schedule. So yeah. Avery, my, my oldest, she's all good. She's in school. And then now the, the younger one, she's on a schedule now. So we're now, now it's a smooth, smoother sailing, but yeah. I'm not going to wood. <laughs> there you go, man. There you go. So I was like, just, uh, looking
0: up information on you and stuff like that ahead of the interview. And I realized there's a lot out there on you after you got into the UFC or like, there's a lot out there on you, like as
1: your fight career,
0: but there's not a lot out there on you on your early life, Shane.
1: Yep. All right. I I don't really check up, tell myself. So I guess that's, uh, that's kind of cool enough. you want to, what do you want to know, man? Well,
0: let's, let's start, let's go, man. Like, so uh, you're from New York, right? Still in New York and from New York unfortunately <laughs> um
1: how did your um early years mold who you became? So I grew, up in the, I grew up in the bronx new york yeah um, those of you who don't know not, not not the best neighborhood i grew up in the, in the projects built uh, too which is um it, it just wasn't a good neighborhood at all and then uh, my parents moved me up here in sixth grade it's so now i'm in monroe new york about an hour away from from the Bronx. is that um, in westchester ben- is that is
0: monroe no, in westchester
1: 45 minutes from westchester okay yeah so not very close to westchester but, yeah uh, north Anyway, so now I'm. I've been living here. Uh, ninth grade, I my. I, well, sixth, seventh grade is when uh, I felt I found UFC. I, I didn't I had no clue what the fuck UFC was. Um, I saw a UFC Unleashed episode, and um, it was. I, I told this story a million times. It was Matt Hughes versus Carlos Newton. Matt Hughes slams Carlos Newton, knocks him out, and wins the title. And I was just like, What the? What is? What the hell is this? I was like, I was like laughing. Like you could just slam people on their heads and then you win a belt. I was like, This is fucking crazy. This is cool. Yeah. And become instantly addicted, and then I. After that, um, Ultimate Fighter two season two started. I missed season one and uh, watched that. was was hooked on that right away, and then became a, a, a diehard fan. That's all all I cared about leading up to high school. But in ninth grade, end of my uh, end of my freshman year, one of my friends found a local gym, uh, Tiger Schulman's gym, that's in the neighborhood. I was it was only maybe ten minutes from my house. Um, so he's like, let's just go try the month trial. It's a, it's a month for like a hundred bucks or something like that. I was like, all right, cool. Let's try it. They have grappling. They have uh, kickboxing. I was like, cool. Let's do it. First class, I was like, oh shit, this is fucking this is fun. This is a different yeah. kind of fun because I I I've done other sports, tried other stuff, but I was like, that was cool, but this is like a, a different level of fun. I was like, I love, didn't miss one day for that entire month. Not mm-hmm. one day. Six days a week, I was there every single day. But love at first sight moment. And um I've been with the same team ever since. <laughs> yeah
0: some some fighters will come from a rough background right they got into a lot of street fights and they control it other ones they were in martial arts and they kind of just followed that path to being a fighter like what was your background how would you describe like your childhood to put you in a position where you loved fighting so much
1: I never to this day I've never been in a street fight it's never been one of those things that like um I just found something that I I was passionate about and I didn't even know what the word passionate passion meant and yeah. I knew, I never knew that, that feeling until I did that class. And I was just like, man, I was like, that was a lot of, a lot of fun. Like I never felt a fun like that doing, doing like a sport or something like that. It was, this is weird. And then again, every day it didn't, it didn't wear off. And to this day, I still am passionate about this. I love this sport. I eat, sleep, breathe this sport. I'm always watching the sport. My, my daughter's always like, "Tad, the fights again. I'm like, yeah, the fights again. <laughs> so, go watch go watch something else.
0: Yeah. yeah. Was it weird to you that you, that you did like it? Like you did get in a fight or you did grapple or get choked out. And then you're like, this is fun.
1: No. Yeah. Getting tapped out too. I was like, this, uh, I, hated hate it. Even in grappling I, in, in training, I hated losing. I hated getting tapped out, but I was like, "Fuck!" I got caught. I gotta, gotta go again. I gotta go again. But, uh, I, I love that. Um, that everything was on me. You know what I mean? Like for yeah. other sports, I did, I did, um, I did diving in high school, did that for a couple of years, which is pretty, pretty lame. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't very fun. It was, uh, yeah it, it sucked I, that was your really good at it. cred, exactly <laughs> yeah exactly yeah but but i was really good at it and there was a chance that i could have got a scholarship going into college but oh, i wow. didn't like it yeah yeah but I, I i really i found this at the towards the end uh, into my second year of diving so i was doing both at the same time and then going into my last year of diving i was like i'm gonna like i purposely got kicked off the team basically just so i could focus on really on a, How'd you yeah, get kicked off the diving team? It, it, it wasn't a crazy story. The, the the coach wanted me to do a dive. I didn't want to do the dive. Every time I do the dive, every once in a while I would get like, get, I don't know if you ever like had a back flop where you smack your back In yeah. the water. Yeah. it's it's really painful. So he wanted me to do a basically a back a backflip into a dive. Not nothing crazy, but um, every time I do it, I slap my back. I was like, I just don't want to deal with that. And He's like, if you basically we're going back and forth, and I just kept bailing out On the dive. And then he's like, all right, Shane, if you don't do it, then I'm gonna have to cut your team. I was like, jumped off the diving board. I was like, see ya. Did, yeah. <laughs> You went off the diving board, off the team. You know, like
0: the the thing that I discovered when I started jujitsu in, uh, when was that? 2019. Um, I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did. I think it's because it forces you to focus on nothing else. You know, like you're on the bot, like in fighting too. It's like when you're in there, when you're sparring, when you're fighting, whatever it is, there is nothing, there's no headspace for anything else. That's a very healthy
1: thing. That's hundred percent true. There's no other thing on my mind when I'm in training, than the task at hand, whether it be kickboxing, boxing, grappling, it's whatever's in front of you. That's, a, you can't really, you can't fit to think anything else in there. You know what I mean? Cause you're, yeah. you're, you're going to get fucking beat up. So yeah. yeah. up. Yeah. that's That's the end of that. Did you acknowledge
0: that? Has that, did that hit you? It took me a few sessions or it took me a little while to be like, that's why I like it so much. Like, that's why it's so much fun. Even when I'm on the bottom, even when I'm getting crushed, it's like, I, I got, I don't care that there's a big guy on my back. Previous yeah. me would be like,
1: this probably looks a little, uh, you know, lame, <laughs> whatever, you know, we have those friends it's that a, say that. It's A mental release of uh, whatever, let's say you have a bad day, whatever, whatever happened prior to what you're going on in that, on that mat in, in jujitsu, that, that doesn't matter. Ha, if you had a bad day at work, whatever like that, and you get on the grappling mat and now you're in the middle of a grappling mat, a grappling session with your, with your partner, he's trying to tap you out. You're trying to tap him out. You're not thinking about that bad day you had. So it's kind of a, a mental release and a huge stress reliever, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah. What's the deal with the scoliosis? So I, I had uh, – that was leading into my into – when I first found him, I found it in – when I first started training, I started training in ninth grade. And then um, I found out maybe like six months in that I was going to have to have surgery because my scoliosis – for most of you that don't know, scoliosis is just a curvature of the spine. So yeah. most people have it. Like think I I have,
0: have a slight, when well, my chiropractor exactly. like, yeah, you have it. And I just remember yeah, like thinking 90, like, oh, I thought it was more severe than this. They make it seem like, cause there's a bend in your spine, but
1: everybody yeah. kind of. It's kinda like 90% it. of people have it, but it's usually like your spines like this yes. instead of mine being mine was like a question mark basically. So, um, it went from 24 degrees to 49 degrees within a year when I hit my growth spurt wow. and that's when the, yeah, that's when the doctors are like, okay, now we we passed the point of you wearing a brace or of like that because my growth spurt kind of just fucked that all up. Did you wear um, a brace initially? No,
0: no, no. Did and it I ever, mean, did it ever like bother you initially? Like when you were playing
1: sports as a kid and no. any of that stuff. Never bothered me. What was time. it like then? It goes to four fifty 50%. It's 24 degrees. Is it 49 degrees? And I still have this, like, uh, my ribs pop out in the back a little bit. You yeah. can see it when I'm fighting actually. But, um, yeah. So the doctor was like, all right, we don't have any other option. Really. You can either get the surgery or it's just going to get dramatically worse over the next couple of years. And you're eventually going to be uh, disabled for lack of a better word. You know what I mean? Like yeah. my spine was going this way. So um, I got, got the surgery in 10th grade. And then the doctor was like, you're probably never going to be able to train again. I was like, <laughs> I, was like I, I, I just found MMA. I was like, you're telling me now I'm never going to be able to train again. I was like, uh, okay. I was like, whatever you said. I, I was, I, I wasn't, I was crying about it. I was fucking pissed. I was really upset, but um, I was just like, okay, okay, whatever you say, Got the surgery. And then um, it was probably the worst recovery process. I had a couple surgeries, but that oh, was, so, so he said,
0: you're not going to be able to train. I guess your alternative yeah. was not going to be able to train. Cause you'd be, this was the yeah, only chance yeah. you had. Yeah. But, and you were crying going into the surgery.
1: I mean, oh, I like, inter- like, before, like, in, in anticipation of what yeah. It happened. Yeah, as soon as he told me that, I was like, I have to get surgery. I, like, I started crying. Then he's like, you're never going to be able to train again. I was like, That oh, I started crying again. Um, then I got the surgery when I was, I found out that I was 15. I got the surgery when I was 16. And um, it was probably the worst recovery process How does ever. that
0: affect who you are? It's a very important time in your life, too. It's important, yeah. but it's not important. There's, like, real-life stuff going on when you're a parent and all this other stuff. But when you're 16, you're trying to figure out, like, like what type of person you're going to grow up to be?
1: It was, it was bad. I was in 10th grade. Um, I had to miss a decent amount of school. Um, I was homeschooled for a little bit cause I couldn't really do much. Like I said, the the recovery process, like I woke up in and out the first day, just kept in and out, dozing in and off. Um, like I'd wake up, my mom would be there. I'd fall back to sleep. I'd wake up. The doctor would be there. I'd fall back to sleep, I'd wake up. It'd be a pitch black room. I would fall back to sleep. I, it felt like a fucking movie. I was like, what is going on? I was like, this is, this is like freaking me out. But I had like, yeah. Only like two seconds of, uh, like I'd wake up and then be around for two seconds and just knock back out. That went on for, it felt like hours, but I don't, I literally don't know how long it went on for. Yeah. Um, but then I woke up and it was like, I was paralyzed. Like I could not move. The pain was so fucking bad. And I had the morphine. So if I could feel it through the morphine, that's how you know, it's bad. So I um, ended up losing a lot of weight. I, I left the hospital like 118, 119 pounds. Um, wow. I was out- almost six feet tall, but imagine, a hundred, imagine 118, 5'11 yeah. six feet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a bite of bread the entire time I was in the hospital. I had zero appetite. Um, yeah, it, it was miserable. Then I had to like, they had to give me some PT for walking on the, before I left, I got home and, um, I couldn't bathe myself. I had to like wear my fucking, uh, my underwear in the bathtub. And then my mom had to like give me a sponge bath. Cause I couldn't move uh, just Sit there like this. Yeah. And then I go right back to the bed and that was my, that was, that was my life for a week basically until the next week came and I was able to move around a little bit. My mom stopped giving me baths; That was nice. (laughs) (laughs) And then literally maybe I'd say a month later or three weeks later, I was walking and I was like, okay, I'm feeling a little bit better. And then on the fourth week, the the month, um, that's when I started getting a little stupid and a little ballsy. Um, I have trampolines in the backyard. Me and my brothers are like crazier, <laughs> younger. And, um, my brother brothers are, but, uh, yeah. I started jumping on the trampolines that I was four weeks post-surgery. I started skateboarding, started riding my bike again. And I was like, Oh, I feel like I'm, b- I'm back. I feel normal. And then I was like, I want to go back to training. And mom's like, I-, I don't know about right now. <laughs> so maybe yeah. a little bit more. So, uh, three months after surgery, I went back to training. three months. And, yeah. Three months. And, uh, I'm grappling and, um, shoulders under the legs pass for you, put both leg, both arms under the legs. Stack them yeah. in half in the past. Yeah, somebody did that to me, and my knees went to my to my ears, basically up here, and my yeah. spine. pressed. not nothing too crazy. If if, if you're not if you're not a uh, right. a month post surgery, but um, I screamed. I throw them off me. Like, ah! My spine cracked from my neck all the way down to my tailbone. Like Whoa. every single vertebrae went, Pff! and I, I heard it internally. I could I felt it. I heard. it. I was like, oh, get off me, get off! Me. Freaked the fuck out. And I was like, get me. He was like, you all right? I was like, I think so. And then I went. Just like this, just straight my back out, and it went. <laughs> every time I do this, it was every vertebrae was cracked. Was like, and he he could hear it too. My the partner I was going with at the time, so he was like, "Did, did it sound like like cracking knuckles, almost like yes, your whole yes, 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 yeah whole back?" Yeah, yeah. This, <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" He freaked the fuck out. I was like, right, I'm, I'm not training anymore." <laughs> I went back home, and told my mom. We went back to see our uh, the doctor because I had a follow up, and I told him I was like, "Yeah, I went back to grappling," and um. I got not hurt but something happened so they did more x-rays and then they saw that the the, the metal i have two metal rods and a couple screws my, uh, like 15 screws in my back yeah and i uh, saw that the the rods didn't fuse to my spine so basically when you want the you, you put the rods in then you have to let them heal so you they the fuse together to, yeah exactly so i didn't give it that time so it didn't fuse so my it started going back and reverting so he's like i told he was pissed which rightfully so i was an idiot honestly i don't know why the fuck i did that <laughs> so he's like i told you not to do anything yeah and i was fucking riding bikes skateboarding jumping trampoline i'm sure all that plus the fucking grappling didn't help so he's like, i told you not to do anything now this is what's going to happen if you if this gets any worse you're gonna have to do another surgery again <laughs> and again i'm starting i start bawling i was like no 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 because that was the worst week of my life i was like no I, I swear to god i won't do anything so i didn't do shit until i saw him again got more x-rays and then he was like i think it was like three more months after and he was like all right the, the, your spine is fused you can go back to doing some light things but again no training and i was like all right no training all right as soon as i started doing my shit i felt good i was like all right i'm going back to training and then i went back to training and it's been and now he, he knows too and uh it's been smooth sailing for the most part good.
0: yeah so you were like 16 when you got the surgery so that's like 16 17 ish yeah and that's yeah. all happening um, no, i
1: literally i just turned 16 it was like three days after my birthday
0: yeah but like what was the plan when you were training was it like because I imagine getting to the UFC seems like a million
1: miles away after that oh yeah it wasn't UFC wasn't even a a thought in my mind I was like these this is fun I love this I was like maybe I'll be a Brendan Fitzgerald maybe I'll be a commentator I was like (laughs) yeah a lot of fun and I love it I love talking about it I I love it so much but I was like I don't know if I'm I'm that crazy to, to do what these guys do and then I eventually just kept training and training and training I was like started training with the, with with the pros on our team and the amateurs on our team and I was like all right I'm pretty good at this I started doing a bunch of grappling tournaments all over the country I traveled a bunch of different, uh, different states to try it out I was like all right grappling's pretty fun too and then um one thing after another uh senior year of high school I had my first amateur MMA fight wow. and I won that yeah and then um I was like all right this is what I want to do I was like the, the, I I tried college but I was like this is not going to I'm not a school guy I can't sit behind a desk so I was like I have no idea what I what am I what am I going to college for if I'm not going to use my degree, I'm just going to waste yeah. my parents' money. at time. I was like, or be put myself in debt. I was like, let me just put all my eggs in one basket. And that's, um, how I live my life for the past, I don't know, 15 years now. Yeah. That's wild, man. Yeah. Did, did, <laughs> ever, like, uh, did it ever
0: hit you along the way to acknowledge what you had to battle through to even
1: continue to be able to train? That's a funny question. I don't ever think about it ever, ever, ever. I ne- I'd never think about it until somebody asked me a question like that. And then I'm like. Yeah, I, I guess I did have to overcome some shit. But I, I, I don't look at myself as a, I don't know, like a special case. Like, oh, you had to do this and do that. I'm like, yeah. this is the hand that was dealt, and this is what I wanted to do. So I was gonna deal with the hand that was dealt, and I'm gonna do what I want to do. I don't. It, it didn't even cross my mind that I was that, that the doctors like, oh yeah, you can't do this, you can't do that. I'm like, but I want to do that, so I'm gonna, so I'm gonna do that. I think the people that are the most
0: inspiring, though, are the people that are just doing their own thing that have just such passion for what they want to do. You know what I mean? But I, I agree with you. Like, I'm from the Northeast. It seems very cheesy to be like, <laughs> I'm going to be this inspirational figure from, from New York that, you know, like it does. Yeah. It seems it, it, yeah. it weird to say that. But once you step outside of it, you just go, wow, that, this is like quite a story that
1: I've lived at yeah. this point. Yeah, I, I do think so. And I, I do have a couple, like I've, I've had some people reach out to me on, on Instagram and something like that uh, saying that they've had scoliosis and that have been a huge inspiration to them that I've been like seeing what I've been able to do. And I'm like, dude, if I can do it, you can definitely do it too. There's nothing special about me. I bleed the same blood as any other man. Um, I just have a, I just have a, a, a passion for what I, what I, what I, what I want. I, I knew yeah. what I wanted to do and um, I just fucking did it.
0: What did you expect when, when you started taking fights Like when you start taking that amateur fight, when it's time to jump into that, what
1: did you, what did you think? What did you expect? Going into the first fight? I had no idea what to expect. I wasn't even nervous going into the fight. I was just like, this is pretty weird. And I still remember it being very surreal. I was like, it's kind of like what I watched on TV for so long. This is fucking weird. And I remember winning and I was like, all right, this is very, uh, and still to this day, it is a little bit of a, a surreal experience, like an outer body experience. Like once, I look back and I watch myself on TV. I'm like, shit, that's that's pretty weird. Cause when you're in there, it's like, uh, I, I can't put it into words when you're actually fighting someone. And especially now being in the UFC with a huge crowd and a bunch of fucking pop like that. I can't, it's pretty indescribable, but even going back to the amateur days when I fought in gymnasiums, that was still surreal. It's it's weird. I I don't know how to explain it. Yeah.
0: But I'm sure you've improved at dealing with it.
1: Oh yes. A hundred percent. It's just, I, I, I expect, I expect it now. now the first couple of times I didn't, I thought I was like, it's never going to go away. Now I'm just like, I I know what to expect. This is my yeah. 20 something fights now amateur and pro. I'm like, it's, it's expected at this point in terms of t- taking those early
0: fights though. What did you expect in terms of a career? I'm chasing this career as a fighter.
1: Yeah, I didn't. I, I just had to go. I, one, I took it one fight at a time. Uh, my goal was always to be in the UFC. My goal was always to, to, to be the best and to, to be a champion. But um, I, I really am a live in the moment kind of guy where I don't like, um, all right, I'm going to be in the UFC by 21. I'm going to meet my wife by 23. Like, I'm not like that whatsoever. I'm very in the moment kind of guy. Yeah. It's a very healthy thing to be. <laughs> That's why my wife says I'm so uh, stress-free and anxiety-free. Yeah, right? <laughs> live in the now. You don't worry about what's going what's to happen yeah. or what happened yeah. in the past. Yeah. That, it, it, that makes me a little bit of a procrastinator sometimes. So I need to work on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. There's stuff that's in the future yes, that you need exactly. to take care of yeah. that. If you just yes. always
0: live in the now, exactly. um,
1: but you met your wife young. Yeah. I, I met her when I was, uh, 20, probably like 19 or 20, um, started yeah. dating when I was 21. And then we got married when I was 25 and then had my daughter when I was 20, right, right before I turned 26. How did you meet her? Um, at the Tiger Showman's gym that I teach at, I have been her, I was her dad and her bro- little brother's instructor for years. So I knew her family before I even knew her. Yeah. And then she started taking classes then. So I was her instructor too. And then you set it off. So you were an instructor in the gym as well. You were like making yeah. your way to be a fighter and then instructing yes. in the gym. Yeah. Because it, being an amateur fighter, everybody knows even a pro fighter outside the UFC, there's no money in this shit. There really isn't. So um, right. I had to find a job that was accommodating to my work schedule so there was no better job than than being an instructor because i trained in the morning i'd yep. come home for a couple hours then i would teach a couple classes then i train again at night so i was like this i, I can't get another job like this, this has fit yeah. so well that i had to stick here stick with this and um, how, work that how do you explain um how beneficial it is to teach something oh. that you also are in I do, I do love to teach. I really, I really enjoy that part about it. Um, especially like the more advanced guys where, uh, like, like my brother, I, uh, it's kind of like, um, when he's sparring, I'm I'm calling all shit for him to do. And it's kind of like a video game a little bit. Like I say it, and I see it and then he goes and he does it. And then after the round, he's like, yeah, you were right. It was there. And I'm like, yeah, every time I say it, you, you were landing it. But, um, it's cool for me to like try things that I see. I'm like, all right, I saw, let's say, uh, Chandler, he did this, com- this combination or, uh, Adesanya did this combination. It worked. I'm gonna go drill it. I'm gonna teach it to my guys, see if they if if it actually works, and then I can apply it too. So yeah. that 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 part's cool. And it helps you um break down the sport a little more.
0: Right. And so you're teaching your future wife's dad and brother. Yeah. So then when you start dating
1: her, it's not really a big deal that you're a fighter, because they're already no, they yeah. <laughs> they did do exactly what I wanted to do. Yep. And yeah, yeah. It was a struggle, man. I was uh those first even when I was a pro I was, I was I was broke man I was there was some hard times going into like she, she was with me when I when I had nothing like nothing I when I say nothing I mean nothing like there's a time I and I I just told her the story for the first time maybe like a couple months ago and um we went out to 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 eat and uh I didn't have money to eat <laughs> so like I brought her to eat and I had enough money to get her something so I got her a salad and then I was like oh, I'm good I have to go train later so I'm fine and um I didn't have money for a salad. So I didn't have money for anything. So I bought her salad. And she's like, I'm so full. I'm like, you sure you're going like, to I'm just going to throw it out. You don't want it. And I knew that she knew that I, I was struggling. So she purposely didn't eat the rest of her salad. Just so she can give the rest of me. And I was like, I don't know if I, in, in the moment I was like, I don't know if she's doing this on purpose. I hope she's not. Cause I, that's really embarrassing. I don't want to come off as mm-hmm. broke. But uh, on the other hand, I was like, "It just goes to show what a kind of a, a heart that she had. And it was like a huge, um. I, I love that about her.
0: Yeah. Why did you just tell her that three months ago? I was embarrassed, but, um,
1: <laughs> I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed. And then I forgot about it. And then I was like, Oh, I, not, now I'm not embarrassed at all. It's kind yeah, of, yeah, it's just I, I one kind of those story. stories
0: from your past. Yeah,
1: exactly. I like that where I came from. Like I, I had no money to, to do anything now. And now I'm, I'm set where I can give her and my daughters a good life. And I did that with my, ba- with my fucking hands. You know how much yeah. pride I get in that? And there's a lot of pride that like, there's something that, uh, I wanted to do. Uh, I trained my ass off. I worked my ass off. I became really good at it, and I did it. And now I can provide and give my family a great life with something that I wanted to do and something that I, like I chose this life. That that gives me so much fucking pride. Yeah. When you have nothing like that, what keeps you going? I I I knew I was going to have a, a future with her. I knew she was going to be my wife. I knew we were going to have kids. Uh, and I knew she wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, and I wanted that so bad for her too. So I, there was no no more motivation needed. And I took my USC debut on two weeks' notice while she was pregnant for our daughter, and um, she just stopped working. And I was like, this is it. This is, all the stars are aligned." I was like, "This. I'm, I'm going to make it happen now. She's going to be a stay-at-home mom. I'm going to give her the life that, that we wanted, and everything's going to be good from that point on.
0: But in terms of sticking with fighting, because a lot of people might bail on that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't have a backup plan. Like I said, I'm an all egg, uh, eggs in all eggs in one basket kind of guy. And mm-hmm. I didn't have a backup plan. I was seven and zero as a pro, everything was going good. I was seven and zero as an amateur. I knew it was just a matter of time. It wasn't like I was losing fights or I was like missing some, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I had a perfect record leading up to the UFC. So I knew it was only, it was only a matter of time and I just needed my opportunity and then opportunity knocked. Yeah. Um, what's the biggest lesson that you look back on from early in your career? Uh, like I said before, like the, the hand that you're dealt, like I was dealt that shitty hand um with my scoliosis and uh the doctor telling me now I wouldn't be able to do this. Uh wh- whatever you're dealt, it, it deal with it and do what the fuck you want to do. That I think that's 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 a huge lesson that that I've learned. Like uh when you ask me questions like looking back on it, yeah. When I look back on it, that's when I really can sit back and be like, shit, yeah, I did overcome some stuff. And um I was dealt the hand I was dealt and I sucked it up. I worked hard. I got what I wanted. Do you take any pleasure looking back on it? Yeah. 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 But again, I only, I really only think about it when I'm asked. I don't ever just sit like around and think think about it. Maybe I'll do that more when I'm uh, when I'm retired, but um, I don't like to give myself too much credit for something like that. I'm like, you know what? It, It just is what it is.
0: I used to think it was very healthy to look back and acknowledge your past and whatever. And now I'm starting to rethink that a little bit. And a, a lot of you fighters will say, I don't really, maybe when I'm retired, I'll sit back and I'll have a scrapbook and I'll look at all of it. But, <laughs> but right now, now it's not about that. And I'm starting to wrap my head around. Like it is, it's not about that. It's about ahead, right? It's about yeah. today. Yeah. It's about what you're trying yeah.
1: to be, you know, Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. always forward. That's my, uh, my, my, my mantra always forward. Um, so what's, what's forward now? Like when, and obviously it's one fight at a time, chasing the belt up in the rankings, all that sort of stuff. But the type of person that you want to be, when you look forward, what
1: are you working on? Oh man, I want to build a legacy. I feel like I I'm doing that, but, um, I really want to cement that over the next couple, maybe like two or three years to really let everybody know. Like I'm one of those guys that, um, when I'm on the card, you, you, you want to tune in. You do not want to miss my fight. You don't want to take a bathroom break when Shane Burgos is fighting. So I want to cement that legacy. How do you do that? Uh, I want to say fighting the way I've been fighting, but I, in, in, in a sense, meaning I, I, I like that I'm exciting, but um, I have to, and I've been working on it, I have to tighten some things up where I'm not letting these fights um, slip through my fingers where uh, I've had three losses and all three of those fights were very competitive fights. All three of them were fighting the night. And um, had I just tightened some things up, I think I could have had those three fights. I think I could have won those three fights. Yeah. So um fighting the same way I've been fighting to an extent. Exciting, keeping it exciting, keeping the pressure, keeping all that stuff, but just keep- keeping it a little bit more tight.
0: Yeah. I always wonder with exciting fighters, right? Because there's a list of you guys. You're on it. Right. And then, uh, you know, like gay on it and channel, oh, yeah. you know, whatever, just guys are just like, I'm watching this fight. Yeah. Like you and yeah. Billy Q, both of them, like Billy Q too, yeah. you know? yeah, yeah I agree. Um, like, but, but trying to wrap your head around that. Cause if you're in too many of those and as such, your defense is not as good. Cause you're just focused on being exciting and letting it all yeah. hang out. Then it can be over, you know, sooner than you want it to be like to be that fighter, but also like, yeah, there's a happy medium you got to find. That's really that's tough. Exactly. That, that's got to be one of the toughest things to do in the whole sport. Yeah, it's like you, you, you gotta. Nobody not, wants to watch a lean against the cage guy.
1: Fuck no, no. <laughs> <Nobody> <laughs> and you're not that. that, you know. But then, on th- but yeah. But then on the other hand, those are the guys that are winning fights too. So it's like you got to find that happy medium because, at the end of the day, um, whether it's an exciting fight or it's a boring fight, you're getting paid your your win bonus. You're getting yeah. paid the same. You know what I mean? The only thing you might you might get a fight in night bonus. Don't get me wrong, right. but uh whether it's a boring fighter or, or an exciting fight, your base, your base pay is staying the same. Yeah.
0: How many, you have, how many
1: fight of the night bonuses? Three, four, uh, four, 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 three or three or four. I'm not sure. I think four, four, four. four. Do you take pride in that? Uh, t- yes and no so yes because <laughs> <laughs> yes because i'm happy that everyone enjoyed the fight but then no because i don't want competitive fights like that i don't want those back and forth fights i want the fucking one-sided ass but that's what i want right. i only want those that's what every fighter wants nope if you ask any fighter nobody wants to fight on the night i mean they want the money don't get me wrong I, i'll take yeah. the money all day but, but i don't want a fucking competitive fight especially uh, where it's going back and forth no fuck that
0: yeah you're like, bonus, okay. bonus. Yeah. You want the bonus, but you want the one-sided. What is yes. it like to be, since you've been in several of these to, to like just
1: go through hell? It's not even, I don't even, it's, uh, I think I'm very, I don't like to do my home, but I think I'm, I'm very mentally strong when it comes to that. Like most people don't aren't comfortable in the pocket. Most people aren't comfortable in, in the fire, in a fight. Um, most people are scared to get hit even in this sport. Uh, I don't, I'm, I don't fear anyone. I, I think that I've proved that over uh, my, my UFC career. I, I'm not scared of anyone. I'm not scared to get punched. I'm not scared to, to fight anyone. I'm not scared to trade with anyone. So I can't really put it into words. I, I just know that for me, I just, I really don't have a, a fear of another person. Why not? I don't know why. I don't Once the referee says go, I'm not thinking about what he's going to do. I'm just so focused on me and the task at hand of what I want to do. I think that, that takes a lot of my fear fear away yeah um because i'm not i don't give a fuck what you're gonna try to do i don't care what you're gonna what you want to do i'm gonna focus on what i'm doing and i'm so focused on what i'm doing that i don't have time to think oh man watch out for his big left hook watch out for his blast double watch out for his heel hook i don't think of shit like that
0: yeah was that something along the way that you yeah yeah i think so because at
1: first you can't just be this fearless person no no i'm definitely not i don't even think if you even watch my first couple ufc fights i don't think i fought the same way that i've fought in the last couple ones. I think I'm yeah. way more. So what curious, but uh, I don't know. I, can't, I I do not know. I, I I look back at the fights and I'm like I don't know what the fuck the difference was. i it just it just happened. It really really yeah. did just, yeah.
0: Um when you when you think about like so you were you were like 10 and 0 I think before you fought cater 10 10 or yeah. 11 and 0. Yeah, 10. Um to be undefeated, like facing losses, dealing with losses is just like an inevitable part of the game, but like when you're nine and zero, ten and oh, when you're when you're kind of getting to that point, how, like how did you carry yourself? Like what did you think about being this up and coming,
1: undefeated, big time prospect? Uh, my, my confidence, being undefeated, and my confidence now, it's uh, there, there's no there's no difference. I really I really do. Most people, when when you're you're undefeated, you're, you're super confident. You never taste the defeat. and of that. Even after tasting defeat, I don't want to taste it ever again. But I. It, it didn't hinder my confidence at all. Cause I've never gotten my ass whooped. You know what I mean? Like I've never, yeah. I've never been in like, I've thought those three losses, they were competitive fights. They were not ass whoopings. You know what I mean? Like it was, I've never just gotten my butt kicked from bell to bell or just got completely smoked out of the water. So my confidence is, is exactly the same as it was when I was undefeated. Yeah. But then you learn something in the losses. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, you learn how much you fucking hate losing, how much you uh, love winning and, and, to an extent, like I took winning for, for granted because I, it's all I knew. I just I kept right. winning. I win, I win. Just, uh, even, even before, I would always think about you get, you get your show money and your win money. And then you combine that. That's what you get. So I always have that in mind that, um, all right, this is how much I'm getting. The show plus the win because it never crossed my mind that I was going to lose. And then losing a the fight, it's like, oh, shit. Now, my base salary does matter a lot more because I did yeah. lose. Um, I didn't lose any of my confidence going into the fights. But I was like, I need to fucking make sure that I'm getting both my paychecks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> nice man you
1: really are into this fight thing man you're all about it aren't you i could just oh, yeah. tell I, I, I love this shit man I'm, i mean i'm gonna try to be your colleague one day after I'm are gonna you i'm gonna it. You yeah, want to I, put i'm gonna put a to. word in for you please do i would love to commentate bro i would love to yeah um what like
0: i'm trying to think of a question related to that uh like wh- why why the commentating thing though? Cause it's one thing to just want to be in the fighting. You obviously you instruct you are in it. Right. Yeah. But the commentating for you, what's the appeal?
1: I love talking about fights. Like uh, got <laughs> like, like, here. Now we're going to, they're going to say something and we're going to start talking about fights. So it's like, yeah. I'm going to, I do that anyways. Why not get paid for it? Right. <laughs> like right, I, right. I, I, I love, really I love, I love talking about fights. I love debating. I love, I love the sport.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. One of my questions we'll wrap this up. Uh, what do people not ask you about that you wish you spoke more about publicly? Like, because a lot of the interviews can sound the same. I try to be different, but also we all have our things. Like, what do you what do you find yourself like talking about at home or with your friends? And you're just like, gosh, I wish somebody like would ask me this sometime. <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I don't know exactly, but I have a okay. feeling because I'm, I'm asking and I'm just like, well, he's going to say fights. Like I was just, that's all, that's
1: all I talk <laughs> <No>. about. <laughs> what is like for, for me, everybody knows that I love the sport. Like what, what do you like besides fighting? Yeah. And that's like, Oh okay, yeah. So besides fighting, I love tattoos and I love food. Like those are my, 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 I have like a fucking group chat with just my, my friends. And it's just, we send each other Instagram, like post just on food and spots that we're going to go hit and leading yeah. up to a fight. Like I have a fucking list of spots that I'm, that I, that I have on like my hit list. So uh, food and, and tattoos outside of fighting. Those are like my two That's big things. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Are you getting more tattoos? I just got two more. I got my daughter's name. Yeah. On this side. or I can't see. No, right it was now. on the other side. I saw it. Oh, this bag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My daughter's name's here. And then I just yeah. got my, uh, let's show you just got my uh, foot done. Now, what is so it about tattoos? Like when
0: you started getting tattoos, like, yeah. did you expect to
1: be like covered or just like, did you expect it to be this thing? Like, what's the first tattoo you got? My first tattoo is my fucking most regretted tattoo. Um, the fucking stars that I have on my, <laughs> my shoulders. <laughs> yeah, that, you're like known for that. I, they don't mean, I was like, yeah. oh, the
0: guy, yeah, stars on the shoulder.
1: Yeah, they don't mean anything. They were just, I was 17 in Florida on vacation. I was like, that looks cool. And I can get tattooed in Florida. This is awesome. So I went and got tattooed. And now I'm fucking trying to get them covered up. <laughs> You're trying to get the stars covered up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like when
0: you got those, did you think you were, what is it I, about? Because there's a lot of people and I feel yeah. like they're like, yeah, I'm going to get something on my shoulder and then oh, I'm going to creep up yep, further. Yeah, yeah, oh, yep. then how about this? Then how about this? Oh, leg. Yeah.
1: like, well, I why know that? what it is. But- I, I it I don't I don't know what it is. It's, it, you don't have any tattoos. I don't have any tattoos. Right, I so probably then, will then, never
0: then, get any tattoos, but they, I know friends they, where it's just like they got one here, then they got one here, then they exactly whether they're connected or not. And obviously fighters have a ton of them, but it's just I'm I've always been curious about it. it's a strange kind of addiction that it seems to it is, build on. It
1: is it, the weirdest part is that every time I get tattooed, I'm like, this is the last one I'm getting. This shit hurts so fucking bad. I hate this <laughs> every time. And I and I just keep going to more painful and painful spots, like the foot is was unbearable um the back of my knee behind my knee was fucking brutal my kneecap on the side was terrible yeah i'm like why do i do this to myself every time and then as soon as it's done and then it's healed i'm like all right when's the next one uh schedule that date Okay. Right. <laughs> it's like uh with women having kids like they forget how bad it hurt
0: <laughs> yeah you forget it. you're in a haze for like the the you know when you're yeah. have a baby and they just go oh what if we had another baby i'm, I'm we're getting ready to have a baby too um <laughs> Gosh, man. So when is your next tattoo? I mean, you, you still got some I real estate to work with. I just got, I just got these
1: with. two, like literally back to back. So I'm yeah, going to take so a little bit of a break from tattoos. Yeah. yeah. Like, Sean
0: Brady is like acknowledged. Sean yeah. Brady's like, until my face is covered, I'm not done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like so wacko, man. It's crazy. No, I'm not going. I'm not going. He's 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 way deeper in the game than I am. I need to yeah. set my game up to him.
0: <laughs> there's also, I feel like when you get tattoos too, there's also this, um, yeah, you don't have this issue as like a, as a fighter, but there's like this issue to uphold the standard of your body looking good at the beach, right? Like, I was just like, <laughs> Oh, if I, you know, like, I've never, I've had, I got a little layer, you know what I mean? So, I, like, I'm just, yeah. why am I going to get a tattoo? It's not going to nah. look good, but you got Cub Swanson with like
1: palm trees yeah. out the belt on a six pack. See, oh, it looks all right, you know? Yeah, it holds you accountable. So, there you but go. That's what then I mean. Get, get a little stomach tattoo, it'll make you hit the gym even harder.
0: <laughs> so, all that food you got that, you got all that food that you're going to hit up, but then you got the tattoos and that exactly. And the yeah, fighting, so the, it all it, keeps you in line. The balance. Exactly. What's 2022 for Shane. What's on the, what's, what's the
1: tops on the list this year? Oh man, I'm sure. I don't, I don't like new year, New year's resolutions. I don't, I hate that shit because um every day I'm trying to get better every day, every, every month or week. It doesn't matter what the fuck the, the year is. I don't, I don't put too much emphasis on, on that part of it, but um I just want to make waves, man. I, I, and I have some momentum now. So I want to keep building that momentum always up to the top. I want yeah. I want a big name for my next one. And uh, I want a good slot on another good big pay-per-view card or something like that. And I want to make a wave. Yeah. Did you, did you, um while you're in that fight with Billy
0: Q, I have to ask about this because of what Gaethje and Chandler did. And I remember yeah. thinking, I tweeted about it. I was just like, you guys are going to get fight of the night. Now it turns out you didn't. But uh, <laughs> I was, I, I didn't, Realize the factor of that being such a
1: wild fight that it would be quiet for you guys. Did you know that while that was happening? No, I, and I watched it back, and I, then I can notice it, and everybody was telling me about it. But in there, I didn't notice it at all. It, yeah, sounded, it, pretty it yeah. sounded pretty loud to me. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be
0: a buzz, especially after yeah. fighting at the apex like you did.
1: You know, there's yeah. just going to yeah, be yeah, atmosphere exactly. to the Madison yeah. Square yeah.
0: Garden. But yeah,
1: yeah, you I, can't I, even I, compare it because that fucking that Chandler and Gaethje fight, the the place, the roof was blown off. I could hear it from my locker, and so yeah. um, it probably. Did sound quiet during my fight but yeah. had that fight not happened i don't think it would have sounded that quiet i think it would sound pretty normal for, for, for yeah that fight.
0: i know for <laughs> sure i mean you guys were letting it all hang out as i knew you would <laughs> last thing shane what is your biggest advice to people out there if you're giving life advice
1: oh, like I, I said it this is the third time i said it, whatever you're dealt whatever hand you're dealt with deal yeah. with it deal with it do what the fuck you want to do you only have one life to live too so like I don't think people realize how fucking fast time goes and how, how fast life goes, especially when you have kids and it really goes by, but yeah. whatever you're dealt with, whatever you want to do, go fucking do it. Don't have a pity party. Get your ass up. Feel good about yourself. Fucking do what you want to do. There you go, man. What a message early in January. All right. Yeah. T- time to lift,
0: right? Yep. <laughs> time to get that conditioning. I'm looking forward to seeing back in there, Shane. Oh, I can't wait to fucking be back. I appreciate wait. you. Having me, Thanks for doing this with me, Shane. All the best. And I'll uh, talk to oh, you soon. Yeah. All right, brother. See ya. So there you have it, Shane Burgos on Fitz Nation. Look into the life, the career, the journey. He is one of those fighters where, like I told him, uh, there's not much out there publicly on his early life. I know I heard John Anik talk about the scoliosis uh, when he was calling a fight. And uh, so that's kind of where I knew that from and just wanted to get more of that story because, like Shane said, and... A lot of us deal with scoliosis or go see a chiropractor, kind of get straightened out, stuff like that, but nearly a 50-degree curvature in his spine as a teenager, that is uh, quite something, back surgery and all that, and then to go back to training and to get cracked up, up and down his spine like that, and to uh, ultimately... Not only come back, not only be able to train, but to be able to thrive as a fighter, make his living this way, fight into the UFC, into the rankings of the ultra-tough featherweight division, and at 30 years old, still to be uh, thought of as a fighter on the rise, a contender on the rise, and obviously he's looking for a big 2022 coming up. Speaking of 2022, we are about to have fights again, people. I'm recording this. Uh, the week of January 15th, I'll be on the call, speaking of featherweights, too, in the rankings. Giga Chikadze, second straight main event for him. Calvin Cater for his third UFC main event. And two fighters that Shane Burgos will be having his eye on. You know he wants it back against Calvin Cater after he fought him a couple of years ago. And Giga Chikadze is the new contender on the block who is 7-0 in the UFC ahead of this big matchup on Saturday night to kick off 2022 in the octagon hope you will join us on ESPN and ESPN plus i'll see you then with bisping and dominic cruz and until next time thanks for listening to fitz nation